Hey Mavens, it's Kristen Dialeveda here from the Beauty Mavens podcast. My sister Madison Annis and I want to give you a big kiss to say thank you for subscribing on iTunes and sharing the podcast with your friends. Check out the show notes at beautymavenscollective.com slash podcast to find all the links associated with this episode. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs here's your hosts Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis Welcome back to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Our guest for today's episode has built a company that has helped build up so many other businesses in return, in return, <laughs> including ours. So we're so excited to have her on. She has so much knowledge and experience, and it's going to be an amazing episode. But before we get into everything, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Thank you. <laughs> we'll love you forever. Forever. Okay. So today's guest is one of the women in business that we both look up to so much. She is the founder of Borboletta Beauty, a beauty company that specializes in eyelash extensions. She started off in the beauty industry 10 years ago with a passion for helping the industry become more beautiful on the inside. She sticks to the motto collaboration over competition and helps us all do the same. She developed a product line and teamed up with amazing educators in our industry to create a lash company that would not just sell lashes, but make dreams attainable. Honestly, one of the sweetest, most humble people I have ever met, a true fashionista and soon-to-be mama, this is Kimber Janes. Wow, thank you. It's very nice of you. It's all so true. So true. We're so excited that you're here. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me and to be a part of your awesome podcast. I'm really excited. We are too. So thank you. So before we start, we just want to start with our high lows. We do this each episode where we just take turns saying your highest point of the week and your lowest point. I'll start with mine. My high is that, so in May, I took my lash extensions off and I've been getting lifts and I was loving it. But like this last couple weeks I'm just like oh I hate my lashes and so I booked a full set and I'm getting my lashes done this week (laughs) so I'm excited because I have been missing them like crazy I'm like stoked on that and then my low is that I don't know when it was it was a couple days ago I was running late for work Mm -hmm. and I got my bagels I know I got my bagel and I was using a like bread knife so it wasn't very sharp so I was like pushing so hard and I just like sliced my finger and it was Ow. just like gushing blood Sorry. and <laughs> but yeah it hurt and then I like you know when you have a cut on your finger and you like run through your hair and it like ow yeah <laughs> That's so weird. it's like really not that big but it's just on my right on my pointer finger so you keep noticing it yeah oh yeah that sucks. sounds terrible Okay, I'll go next. So my high would be, so me and Maddie just got accepted as ambassadors. We're so excited. And um, so two of the girls from Borboletta came over and brought us some swag. And they gave us the comfiest jogger sweat. They're so comfy. I wouldn't mind. And they fit. I'm about to, too. They're so comfy. (laughs) Dangerous. (laughs) And then my low would be yesterday we were working and we had to stay we had to stay late because so my dad called me and he's like, um, you're not getting home. There's so much traffic. This is at like eight o'clock at night. He's like, there's no way you're going to make it home. And we commute 40 minutes. Yeah. It already takes us 40 minutes. So I didn't want to sit in traffic. So we ended up staying at work later, which was fine. We got a lot of work done. <laughs> 
But I was editing some of the podcasts, and in the last episode, we talked about Louboutin shoes and, like, selling enough retail <laughs> to afford some Louboutins. So I was like, Maddie, how do you spell Louboutins? And she's like, why do you keep saying it like that? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, isn't it Louis Vuitton? I'm like, no, those are two different people. <laughs> that happens all the time. I didn't know. I really didn't. So funny. But it's very typical me because I'm not like, yeah, I'm not very expected. up on pop culture. <laughs> I feel like that's something I should know. Well, now I know. So, so funny. It's a common mistake. <laughs> okay, Kim, what is your high or low? Um, well, definitely my high would be being here. Oh, so it sweet. really is. It's just really exciting when I get to get out of my office and get involved with people in the industry, especially brand ambassadors, and just get that interaction. So it's an honor and a high to be here. Um, Let's see, a low. Um, I'm 20 weeks pregnant, which I love, and that's definitely not a low, but I think every pregnancy comes with its highs and lows and I just feel like week after week my pregnancy I'm like okay this week like I'm gonna have more energy and I'm not gonna be nauseous anymore but then like something else happens so yeah this week I have really bad heartburn I'm oh, like Why? That is the worst. <laughs> so I think that's my low for the week but um, I'm living off Tums and green teas and it's helping so yeah good I'm glad but yeah, that that's terrible yeah but we're so excited to see the little babe in 20 weeks yes. she is gonna be so cute Okay, Kim, so our only goal with this podcast is to motivate others in the beauty industry and just show them that you can start where you're at now and go anywhere from there. And I've heard your story before, and it's super inspiring, so we just kind of share your story and how you started or where you began selling lashes out of? Yeah, so it was a chain of events that really brought me to where I'm at today in building Borboletta, but two things. One, I was kind of backed into a corner in my career. I was... Uh, assisting a hairstylist. I wasn't making a lot of money. I was also $50,000 in credit card debt. Um, I don't recommend that. And <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a lot of fun to get into the debt, but not as much fun to get out. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no. So I obviously needed to make an income, like a big income. And um, so that was a driving force. The other driving force was I didn't really love the beauty industry. And I'm just starting to be more open about this. But I think every woman struggles with self-esteem and from one way or another, we all struggle with it. No matter who we are, um, what we look like, what we've accomplished, it's just, unfortunately it's in our nature. And being in the beauty industry was really hard because it was like a battle with my self-esteem every single day. And I just saw so much ugliness in an industry that I thought was supposed to be so beautiful. And so... (laughs) I was, it was kind of, you know, the, the drive to want to get out of this debt and also without really knowing it, the drive to want to help other women not just feel like they're worth something because they have their hair, their lashes or something done on the outside, but to truly inspire women to check themselves mentally and realize that inner beauty is so much more beautiful than anything we could ever put on the outside of ourselves. So I kind of developed that passion early on for the beauty industry, and I had an opportunity to take a lash class. I was wearing lashes at the time when I was assisting at the salon. I had no interest in doing lashes, and I was referring a lot of clients to the woman that did my lashes. So eventually, I ended up taking this lash class, 
and um, I failed miserably. <laughs> we all <laughs> do. <laughs> the beginning. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's so common, and people, you know, you think it's you go into it thinking like it's lashes. How hard can it be? And then you get there, and it's actually really, really hard. So hard. Yeah, and heck. It's, it's like, not only is it hard, but it's so tedious, and your body hurts, and it's, you know, you're just getting used to a lot of moving parts. So I didn't want to do lashes after the class. I was gluing people's eyes shut, and I wanted to quit so many times, but the reason why I ended up staying in it is because, one, I was connecting with my clients, and mm-hmm. I was finding that maybe their lashes weren't looking as beautiful as maybe a better trained professionals could, but they were feeling beautiful after they left my chair. And the other one was I was making, for the first time in the beauty industry, my career, I was actually making a sustainable income. Yeah. And um, within one year of doing lashes, I was able to completely pay off my credit card debt. That's amazing. amazing. (laughs) So that's... Yeah, that's really like where it all started with Borboletta. That was kind of the underlying, kind of the the behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. From there, I realized that I couldn't continue doing my clients' lashes the way I was doing them. I think my clients came to me because we had a strong bond, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they were necessarily coming to me because they absolutely love their lashes. Yeah. And so I kind of started off on this journey of like, hey, I need to find the best products. I need to get educated better. I just need to be better at this. And 10 years ago in the lash industry, we barely had Instagram. We barely knew who was in the industry. Anybody I reached out to looked at me like I was competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably didn't want to share their secrets to success. No, and, and I get it. They're trade secrets. But, you know, eventually we kind of have to share how we do things so that we can have other people become better so that our industry is better. And it was such a weird time for the lash industry because you had the best of the best lash artists and the worst of the worst. And I was kind of right there in the middle. And it was like, okay, I know I can get better. I know I can learn from someone, but nobody wants to teach me. I'm a threat to them. So what am I going to do? And so I, I just finally didn't really give up necessarily on the industry, but I just said, if, if no one's going to help me, I'm going to figure it out on my own. And so I started developing a product line. I started trying to educate myself as much as possible. And lo and behold, (laughs) I ended up having a product line that other people in the industry really loved. I I started not intentionally ever wanting to sell products to anybody in the industry, but I had so many people that would find me through word of mouth and they would call me and I would be in the middle of lashing someone and they would be like, are you the kid that sells lashes? And <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't really sell lashes, but um, yeah, I have some. And they'd be like, great. And they'd tell me what their order is. And I would be like, okay, well, um, all my inventory is just like in the trunk of my car. <laughs> so um, we, our salon shared a parking lot with O'Reilly Auto Parts. And that's where I always parked my car. So I was just like, meet me in O'Reilly Auto Parts parking lot in 15 minutes. And I would just sell them whatever inventory I had or whatever they wanted. And it was such an interesting operation, but it became really popular. (laughs) I love it. Swing the lashes out of the trunk. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's like really bootstrap beginnings. (laughs) Totally. But yeah, and it eventually the product evolved more. Um, More people 
loved it. There were more opportunities. Um, like I, you know, I had people from Canada reaching out to me and uh, how do they place orders and different things. So we ended up starting a website in Kevin's, came up with a brand. And during all of that, I was able to find a really incredible uh, educator and lash artist who was local and her name's Erin Taylor. And she came onto Borboletta early on and she started doing training courses. And so it's just kind of like this, I don't know, this, this like perfect duo that wasn't meant to happen, but we had just kind of the same vision. And it was like, I had the products, I lacked the knowledge and the expertise and the artistry that Erin had. Mm-hmm. Um, she really came on, she had so much respect in the industry. So many people wanted to learn from her. So many people needed to learn from her. And we just started traveling and training and it, it just like caught on like wildfire. Like yeah. I, I yeah. Know, it, it happened overnight and it was so unexpected. Yeah. So yeah, it was really cool. I it's love so that. Cool. There's two things that I really loved. One, when you were talking about like your beginnings, I love that you share that. And on your social media, I feel like you're always posting about that and you're sharing your story. And I feel like everyone... Mostly everyone starts with really humble beginnings, but you look on social media and it looks like everyone's just at this like peak of their career. And so it's hard because you're like, well, I'm sitting on my couch doing lashes or I'm in this tiny room or selling lashes out of my car. But you see everyone else that has their salons or is like working for people or is educating for people. And you're just like, I don't know. I feel like it's hard with social media. Totally. People aren't sharing their Beginnings. beginnings as much yeah. and I don't think it's because they're like ashamed but I think people just don't think about it because you're I don't in the know. middle of it yeah. yeah yeah I totally agree with that for a while I was so caught up in not sharing where we came from mm-hmm. and not sharing the lows and not being in a place of vulnerability because <laughs> unfortunately you know I, I wanted people to have this perception of like Borboletta's great they've like They've always been put together, and they just came out of nowhere, and they're so awesome. Like, they must have had an investor. And yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't give myself the credit and the grit for what I really went through. It was like I was ashamed, and I wanted everyone to think that it had been a cakewalk for me. Mm-hmm. And later on in the business, about year three, three and a half, I just had a lot of really humbling experiences where I just realized that like, if I start crying, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just realized that people need vulnerability. I needed to be vulnerable, and I needed to be humbled. And we weren't finding that on social media. You weren't finding that in your favorite influencer or celebrity mm-hmm. business owners. It was like we lost the power of vulnerability, and we became – everybody became something that they were not. Yeah. And that was including myself. I was becoming, it was like, I wanted to be this alter ego of like perfection and and like this amazing business owner and like everything's flawless in my company and like we never have hiccups and like nobody can know about like the trunk of my car or the condo that we had to operate out of or the basement that we had to operate out of. Mm -hmm. It was like, nobody needs to know that because that stuff doesn't matter. It just matters that like people have this persona that this company is amazing and I think heavens, you know, I, I hit some lows at that time and I had to be really humbled and I realized that we need to be vulnerable. Everybody does. Everybody has a story. 
nobody's had it easy. Why, why do we pretend like we have? And I just, all of a sudden, I just kind of snapped out of it one day. And I was like, I don't need to face me in my pictures. People are going to see me and know what I look like. So yeah. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> I have bad days. My orders don't show up when I thought they were. We run out of product. Um, we've operated out of condos, basements, trunks of cars, people's homes, like <laughs> you name it. Um, so that beautiful chandelier that sits in the front room of our HQ. Um, it's gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> All your chandeliers are in there. They're great, but, you know, it took a lot to get there. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and it's not about the appearance of the building now. Now that's like, oh, I wish people could have seen more of, like, my condo, or I wish people could have seen more, like, when I was operating out of the trunk of my car. Yeah, it's, I just think it's okay to be vulnerable as a business owner, as, as a wife, as a mother, whatever your, your role is, or whoever you are, it's okay to, to not be okay all the time. And it's okay to share vulnerability. I think people need it. Yeah, I love that. And I think you've done a really great job lately, too, of showing, like, whatever pictures you did have of you in the condo and, of all the lash tasks that you had before, I started lashing on my couch. I don't even think I gave him a pillow, so <laughs> if that tells you anything. And now I have a treatment table, but... A little confession. Yeah. <laughs> treatment table that we are currently podcasting on. <laughs> so this is starting, you know, I with really some it. beginnings. I love it. <laughs> we all start somewhere, and I, yeah, I love that. I love that you're sharing it and being more vulnerable. And it's inspiring. That. I, yeah, I love... It, and I feel like it, there's kind of this movement on social media where more people are showing that. And it is inspiring and motivating because then feel, people feel they can relate and they can feel like they can reach their goals too. Which they can. Which is the totally. whole point of this podcast. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, Kim. Another thing we absolutely love about Barboletta is your whole team. Every person that we've met or dealt with or mm-hmm. were trained by, they've been incredible. Thank How do you, you find such not only talented people, but people that care about your brand so much and they're just all around amazing people that means so much like if there's one compliment i could ever have about our company it would be that so thank you hiring the right people is i i cannot even talk enough about this it is the most important thing you will ever do as a business owner going back to what i was saying previously you're about three three and a half in the business um was very hard because of choices that i made on one, who to employ, and two, how to manage them. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. And it's taken our our team a really, really long time to evolve to what it is today. And it has not always been such a good synergy and culture and just sincereness. We just haven't had that really until, I would say, maybe the last year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think... Pretty much every business owner will go through a time where you will make a hire that didn't work. And yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. I know. It's it's really hard to talk about. And we're all people who make different decisions based on the way we're treated or the situations that we're put in. So maybe, you know, I, I know I didn't make perfect hires, but I also know that I didn't manage perfectly. And I have to take responsibility for that. And I would wear my stress and my emotion to work with me. I would have meltdowns. I would cry. I would sometimes yell. I would, I think I just scourged 
some people that worked for us. I think people didn't feel appreciated that worked at Borboletta for a while. And then it created a really toxic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that you can't really change. After your, your culture has, has been contaminated, you kind of got to clean it up. Oh. And so, yeah, we had to make some really hard decisions. I hired some friends of mine that I had to decide, do I want <laughs> do I want a friendship or do I want a business? Um, and that's the point that it got to. And it doesn't always have to get to that. Um, I think I prolonged a lot of things and didn't address enough things. And going back to the way I poorly managed due to lack of experience, I think it got to that point. But I'm really grateful that we hit that low mm-hmm. so that we could experience the high of our team and where we're at right now. We went through a process where we cleaned house and it was really hard and social media is a, <laughs> so great but it's also a place where people can become very passive aggressive mm-hmm. and so it's like you know you let go of somebody and then the next thing you know they're turning around and they're they're giving their side of the story on social media and you can't fight back you shouldn't fight back it's, you know you got to choose a professional high road so i just kind of had to trust that cleaning things out Getting rid of the toxicity was going to lead to something better, and it really did. So, was it easy? No. Uh, It was the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in a business was letting go of people who I called friends of mine. Yeah, that's hard. It's, It's so hard. But the most rewarding thing has been seeing a team grow without that toxicity and seeing a team that feels motivated and inspired and a team that loves each other mm-hmm. and a team that wants to show up at work every day. And then, you know, I had to take control of my emotions and be a professional. And I had to show up at work every day, stressed, sad, angry, whatever my emotion was, and set that aside because I, my team needs to feel empowered. And however I show up is the mood that set in the office and so I just had to really take accountability for all my actions and build up the culture and say if there's something that's stressful it will be addressed and it will be fixed and just you know built positivity in the office and we don't tolerate people talking about other people if you have a problem with somebody you address it with that person so I don't go to anybody else in the office and say guess what so-and-so did it made me so mad it's like if I'm really that upset, I can address it with them yeah, or yeah. a manager. Mm-hmm. So we just had a huge paradigm shift, and it's been the best thing that's ever happened in the business, and we, we are in a very good spot right now. Yeah, that's awesome. We love everyone that we've come in contact with that works there. Aww. Even if they're, like, I don't know, the titles and stuff, even <laughs> if they're, like, in the back, like, on the computers, they're, like, not up front at all, but just, like, meeting them and passing, they're just... You can tell. They just yeah. love the company. They love the culture. They, they love going to work. Yeah, Thank and they, they're so nice. And that when we went to the academy, that was the first time we really experienced Borboletta, right? I yeah. don't think we... Because we didn't take training before the academy. And so we were in headquarters for two weeks, and we were just like... I want to work here. <laughs> <laughs> we were so inspired, and we were like, this is... I don't know. It just was so refreshing in the industry, and it just gave me a whole new perspective on how things should be in the industry and how we should treat each other and everything. I don't know how to articulate what I'm trying to say, but 
it's amazing and we felt it the day we walked in yeah i totally agree with that i'm so glad you got that good energy there yeah you guys brought a really good energy too (laughs) thanks thanks. (laughs) one thing that we also love that you've done with four blood is that you get to work with your family like me and maddie get to work together so what's the best part about working with family okay so this is gonna sound really cheesy (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know (laughs) how to not make it sound so silly but i'm obsessed with my husband and we went from a time of never seeing each other because he was working a ton when we first got married for he was growing a different company i was of course traveling a lot with borboletta and growing growing that segment Mm -hmm. so we went from spending weeks and you know days and weeks apart to now we see each other every single day all day our offices are right next to each other and I love, I love it. <laughs> That's so fun. I really do love it. I get to see him interact in an industry that he never thought he would be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I think he gets to see me in a different light where I've, I've gone through a lot of growth and transformation. And the growth and transformation we've gone through in this business has brought us together stronger as a married couple we communicate better with each other we just kind of handle situations a lot better than we did beforehand it's like nothing is off limits things get talked about and they get addressed whether it's personal or business so yeah it kind of stems from that not to say that every day is is perfect we definitely Craig and I still disagree on things Mm -hmm. our management style is very different from each other's but I think we kind of learn different things from each other so I don't want to make it sound like it's just all blissful and we're just like holding hands through the office all day (laughs) I don't want to create something that it's not but (laughs) but we we've grown closer together in in a stronger relationship because of the highs and lows that we've gone through in this business and the same thing goes for family so it was never really intended to be this way I guess there was never really like a business structure in the beginning yeah. But we were so fortunate. Craig's family, um, he is one of seven siblings. And so it's perfect to get your troops for a company. <laughs> yeah. Just rally them all together. But they really are an incredible family. And I feel really lucky and blessed because they're, they're very smart. They're very business-minded. So we have one of the brothers is our CEO. And then, of course, there's Craig. He's president. And then one of his sisters is actually, um, she's our coordinator of our brand ambassador program. We have another sister who heads up our people department. And then another one that's in education. So, I mean, mean, they're just all sprinkled throughout the company. And they all do a phenomenal job. And I think the key and why it works is because the whole family really works just as hard as everybody else does in fact they work they work the hardest and we <laughs> I our team is an has an incredible work ethic but I think when family works together it can go one of two ways either there's a little bit of nepotism there and you get away with things or you're held more accountable and at our company um, you're definitely held more accountable and it's worked out really well they're all very respectful and they're great. I've learned a lot from them. Yeah. So it's been really cool. That is so cool. Yeah. I know. We're trying to bring our whole family on board. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> One <it>. day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I always said. I was like, 
one day I'm going to be hiring you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a place for you. Be nice to me. <laughs> That's so fun. Okay, so what is one trend right now that you're just not about and that you can't get into? Oh, my gosh. Or one that maybe is out that you just could never get into. Like, why are people bringing that up? Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm, like, in my office so much, and so I don't – I feel like I'm not very woke with the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> and even knowing what any trend is. <laughs> so let me think, like, what all of our millennial people are doing at the office that I'm like, oh, I need to stay out of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have such cool people that work at our office and they walk in with just like, just like the coolest style. I don't know. Like, and I'm like, I could never do that, but it looks so good on you. Or they'll like show me some, like a meme on social media and I'm like, I don't really get it, but (laughs) (laughs) it's so embarrassing. I'm like, I told myself I would never be this person, but I am. (laughs) So there's not really like anything that stands out to me in general, but it's just like, I'm like totally becoming a mom, just not only to like my little baby, but to everybody in the office, all of our <laughs> amazing millennials, they come in and they're just so cool and they're so woke and they, they just like get everything. And I feel like at one point in my life when I was, you know, 19 and 20, I was super cool like that, I thought. And now, and, and I would always be like, yeah, when I'm in my 30s, I'm going to be like so cool and like always I'm gonna be the cool mom and um no I'm not like (laughs) I I just don't I'm not like very up on pop culture even with like being on Instagram it's like I follow so many people so many professionals and like so many people in the lash world but I don't know what is like cool and what everyone's (laughs) doing and I find myself a lot of times like asking our really like amazing millennial people like hey um is this like relevant or cool what I'm about to post? <laughs> like, is this the proper proper language? And <laughs> they all so just cute. look at me like, oh my gosh, you are so old. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not even cool enough to know like what trends are out right now. <laughs> well, you, I would never have guessed because I feel like when I'm like the millennials that. are teaching you well. <laughs> yeah, whenever I'm like wanting fashion ideas, I'm like just like hop over to your page and I'm like, okay, Kim knows so. You're so sweet. Okay, Maddie, do you have a trend you can never get into? I, not that I don't like it on other people, but, like, winged eyeliner, I just cannot do on myself. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. I like, but I, it's, Pretty, I like think it. it's pretty when people wear it, but every time I try, I'm like, I, (laughs) I cannot do it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else, but that's one thing that I just, but I'm not really an eyeliner person in general, so I think it just is not me. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) What about you? I was thinking like fedoras. Not that I like ever had an inclination to wear a fedora, but I don't even know if they're still in. But I hope they're not. <laughs> I bet you'd be cute in a fedora. Mm. <laughs> okay, Kim. I feel like we've kind of talked a lot about social media, but what are your thoughts on like what's going on in social media nowadays? There's there's a lot of different proponents to what's happening on social media. I feel like one, I think it can be the most positive, uplifting place. Uh, and you can be motivated, inspired, and two, I think it can also be just as positive as it is negative. It's very toxic. People go on there and vent a lot of anger. Random people get in fights with each other that don't even know one another because they're sitting behind a screen. Yeah. And I think what people don't realize is how many people actually pay attention to 
the mannerism on social media and the way that people talk to each other. And I see amazing people talking to each other in the most uplifting, kind way. But then I'll also see people that don't even know each other, two complete strangers that just go head-to-head competing on opinions. And it's really sad because it's so toxic and it's everywhere and it's it's hard to not even see it. I mean, I so I follow, for example, Chrissy Teigen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love her. I think she's really candid. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's so funny. Yeah, like... She's just, I mean, I don't know her as a person, but from what she portrays on social media, I just get, like, this realness vibe about her. And it's just sad because people just attack her or and over anything, like, the way she's holding her baby or, like, yeah. you know, your dress is ugly or, like, why are you doing this or why are you doing that? And it's just, like, this poor woman, like, you know, she's strong enough and people say, like, You've never worked a day in your life, Chrissy. You have no idea what you're talking about. And it's just really sad to me that that people feel like they can do that to anybody, celebrity or not. Social media can tend to be this place where we just go and vent all of this anger. And I think it's good to raise awareness and to share your uh, uniqueness and to share beliefs. But I don't think it's healthy to yell at someone or disrespect someone or demean someone. I think it's always better to be the bigger person and don't hide behind a screen. Yeah. You know? Like don't subtweet. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't get on your finsta and write a mean comment because it doesn't matter what the account is linked to, people are still reading that and they're still seeing negativity out there. And so, especially lately, I'd say like over the last year kind of had a shift on how I wanted to be viewed on social media, uh, just personally. And I don't want to be viewed as something that I'm not. I want to be real. Um, I want people to know about highs and lows. I want to hopefully inspire somebody that needs help or somebody comes across my page and reads something and they're like, I'm going through that. I'm so, so glad I just read that. So I just want social media to be more of a place, again, of vulnerability and positivity. And, you know, we can we can share our opinions. We can share our likes. You can share your dislikes, but there's a respectful way to do it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to attack people and and demean people for their opinions as well. So, I don't know. I just, I hope that maybe people can think a little bit more before they write something. That there's other people reading this and it affects people more than we know the negative comments that are out there. Yeah, I totally agree. A lot of podcasts I listen to, I listen to a lot of the, like, bachelorette, like, bachelor people. (laughs) Caitlin Bristow is what I'm talking about. But she always talks about that on her podcast. Like, she's like... I literally, like, I can't get it right. Like, I eat a cheeseburger, and people are like, you're eating a cheeseburger. And then I, like, post a picture, and she's, like, really naturally a small person. And people are like, oh, my gosh, like, you're so skinny. Like, eat a cheeseburger. And she's, it's just, she's just like, I literally can't. Like, no matter what I'm doing, it's always being attacked. Done. And it's so dumb and sad. Because I don't know if people think when you have, like, a huge following or when you're, like, a celebrity that you're not a human and that it's not going to hurt you. But, like, those things hurt anyone. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And I think people don't realize either that when they're commenting something negative and someone goes back in the comments and comments back to them, like, you know, they're starting this negative chain of now these two are bickering on 
someone's comment thread and it just gets so negative it's like I don't know who has time for that but apparently a lot of people do (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I know that sounds really judgmental (laughs) but (laughs) it's like my gosh I sometimes I like barely even have time to like I don't know even grab like my favorite tea in the morning but (laughs) 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 and like when I finally do get on social media it's like at the end of the day and you know I want to like scan through and, and see what's positive on there and like catch up with my followers and write some comments and like I, I want to go on there and I assume most people would like to go onto their feeds and just come across like what social media I'm assuming was intended to be and that's a place for inspiration and positivity and like we get to share our lives with people that we don't get to see every day and it's a place for connection but I've yeah I've gone through a little phase where I have unfollowed people just because I'm like, I can't do the negativity anymore. I don't want to see, like, a negative post. And it's it's not a raw, real post. It's, like, someone out to start a fight yeah. type yeah. of post. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of big on that right now. Like, just be nice. <laughs> just it's be so cool. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you are cool because you know what a Finsta was. I, know, I was going to say that. <laughs> That's from my millennials. Yeah, my, like, little brother in high school taught me that one. <laughs> Just while we were talking about this, I am curious, who is, or what's your favorite account to follow for, like, inspiration, or whether it's just, like, beauty or someone? The first person that comes to my mind is Jen Atkin. Oh, yeah. She is hilarious. I think she is, she seems so down to earth. Yeah. And she's not afraid to let people know where she came from. And I love, um, recently within like the last month, she just posted a picture with one of her instructors from her hair school Mm -hmm. and gave her a shout out. And she, yeah, it was just like so cool. Like, you know, Jen Atkin, millions of followers. She has this amazing product line. Um, she works on the biggest A-list celebrities in the world. And she went back to her hair school and just kind of gave back. And, and talked about where she came from and said, like, without you, I wouldn't be who I am today. That is so cool. I just me chills. Yeah, I just, I love her. And, like, you just don't see that. And, yeah, I just, I always go to her page either if I want to laugh or be inspired or just be motivated. You yeah. know, like, she's just, she's worked incredibly hard and she gets to do really cool things. But I think she shows us all that that, that is obtainable. And she was just a normal girl. She was like any of us that is in the beauty industry. She worked really hard. She made amazing connections. And she gives back. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that is so cool. I love that. I'm glad I asked that because I think we follow her, but I don't see her stuff a ton. So I want to go check her out more. Yeah. Kim, thank you so much for taking your time. I'm sure you have a million things to do today with your business and just life is crazy but thank you so much for taking your time to come here and record with us it was so fun i feel like we learned a lot and you're just a positive inspiration i'm so excited that we got to chat with you today so where can everyone find you on instagram uh kimber james and my last name is kind of hard it's j-a-y-n as in nancy yes (laughs) everyone's like james (laughs) no it's kimber james yeah that's where I am. Go give her a follow. And then her Borboletta on is Borboletta Beauty. Yes. So that is really good. If you're in the industry, they're always giving tips. Or if Tons you're not in the industry. content, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay, so thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you go check out. Do you like to be called Kimber? Or do people call you Kim? Or do you... I'm like either. Just not Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 
like the one I can't do. <laughs> is it Kimberly or it's Kimber? It's Kimberly. Oh, Kimber, I love that. You go by Kimber. But, okay. Make sure you check her out and we will see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> that was really good. Make sure you record it.